0: This might be from Tennessee.
1: Possibly. (laughs) Where is Elvis born? (laughs) Oh, he was born in Mississippi, but he died in Tennessee. Okay, so opposite. (laughs) (laughs) He wasn't born in Tennessee, he was dead in Tennessee. (laughs) Oh, it's because... It's because he he was born in in Mississippi, but he was raised in Memphis. So I think that's home for him. I think.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Well, I don't know why we got here. I don't know why I took you here. I'm sorry. I grabbed your hand and drug you into uh, Elvis Presley. No, I uh, appreciate it. <laughs> Not even that big of an Elvis, Elvis Presley fan. I don't know why that came about.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, that we we're talking about. Just t- Tennessee things. And yeah, you were right. right. You he was he lived there and died there. Uh,
1: yeah. Right. Right. You don't get more Tennessee than Elvis Presley, according to the Cobb, Sweet Potato Fries, chicken thighs that are resting in uh black pepper and The other seasoning you mentioned, (laughs) yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, all I said was steak seasoning, which you were right (laughs) to—you were right to assume that that meant whole peppercorns,
1: right, right. Oh, whole dude, things that rest in whole peppercorns, the best, incredible, incredible. I love that flavor. I do worry though about leaving one just like sitting, you know, in in the crevices of my meat than accidentally biting it. Oh that's a, that's a
0: fun surprise for me.
1: Oh is it? To yeah, it's, yeah 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 too much flavor for me. I love that. But I do love what it brings out. Did you do you have a grill over there or are you putting that on the uh the stove?
0: That's all in the oven right now. That's on uh okay. that's in a on a sheet in a on a yeah. bake if you will. Okay. Yeah 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 and uh we're letting it letting it get nice and crispy in there.
1: Love it. I'm really excited.
0: Is that Alec?
2: It do be excellent with really like... someone else <laughs>
0: <laughs> how'd they get in that would be a little scary much like this movie you were going to be talking about
1: <laughs> oh did you hit
2: record already we've
0: been recording baby welcome to the show everybody Oh
2: man, that would be fun if someone just popped up into our call
0: it would be yeah and then we could do the uh the zombie movie trope what the hell is that thing Welcome to Dropped Frames where we discuss film adaptations of popular video games and why they work or don't as they drop from 60 to 24 frames. I'm Josh, that's Chris. Alec is here now. How are you guys doing?
2: Hey hey, Um, good. Other than having internet issues for the last like three weeks just consistently, I'm great. Oh man. Do you do you live in the hive? Is that what's happening with you? I I think so. I, I think unknowingly. Um, Umbrella Corp has somehow found my address <laughs> after me for all the like tax evasion oh,
1: or whatever. Man. How un- how unfortunate would that you, be? Well, I mean,
0: if you've been invading, if you've been invading their uh, taxes, they're you know they're going to come to collect some one way or another. <laughs> Guys, I am really excited to talk about. One of my favorite franchises, maybe not necessarily the, the movie arm of the franchise, but Resident Evil as a whole. So good. So I love it. What, what are you what are you guys' um, histories, I guess, with Resident Evil?
2: For me, it's been kind of around for most of my life. Like um, this movie came out in 2002. And so at least from that point and probably the year before, I was at least aware of, of the franchise. And that's I was born in 1996, so from five or six years old, it was kind of it, it was something at least in the space that I was aware of. And as I got older, as you said, the maybe not the movie arm of things were super relevant to me, but really liked the games. You know, collected most of them, had toys or paintings or something you know from the franchise around pretty much at all times, even through maybe some of the. Um, the worst games i'm still having a very good time with it awesome
0: and i know chris you're you and i are both playing resident evil 8 right now
1: yeah, playing Resident Evil 8, loving Resident Evil 8. I love the callbacks to some of the older Resident Evils in, mm-hmm. in the game. Um, in terms of the franchise, Resident Evil, the game, was always one of those games for me that I didn't play personally, but it was one of those where you looked over your older brother, in my case, older cousins, play it. Yeah, yeah. And that's how I, how I lived through the early, early games. The first one that kind of like sat with me with... Uh, me playing it was three. I have a soft spot for nemesis. I have a little nemesis plush. He's sitting next to me while we cast. Oh, that's great. Um, Beautiful. And, he, and <laughs> yeah.
0: much like in the game, he's always uh, just around the corner. Just always watching. Yeah. He's
1: just looking for hugs. <laughs> Jolly old guy. But, um, yeah. So the, the movie franchise, one of my best friends actually, um, is a huge fan of the, the movie franchise. And we talk about it a lot, so I'm excited to, uh, talk with you guys about it cool
0: well let's uh get into it first a little bit of housekeeping send us an email to uh at droppedframespod at gmail.com if you want to be a part of the show if you have any thoughts about uh upcoming episodes movies that we will be covering or also about uh any nintendo franchises you would like to see in future nintendo cinematic universe bonus episodes because uh, alec and i had a lot of fun with that we can't wait to bring chris in uh, for phase two when we eventually do that um because we had a lot of fun and i think we're going to keep that little mini series going um because that was great so yeah definitely let us know about that we also are now on twitter dropped frame pod on twitter you can get all the best uh, video game movie memes and James Marsden fan cams.
1: <laughs> it's a great there. follow, especially if you're a if you're a big bracelets fan. Make sure to give that a, give that a follow. We'll, we'll of
0: course be covering um a lot of bracelet fashion, Mortal Kombat bracelet fashion.
2: <laughs> yeah, you can look forward to my full six thousand word analysis of the history of bracelets in the Mortal Kombat franchise, and
0: as a Twitter thread. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All broken down as a Twitter thread. It's <laughs> gonna be 9,000
0: tweets long. So, okay, everyone, get yeah, look forward to that. Definitely go and follow so that you don't miss it.
1: Just, I just picture someone clicking like a twit longer, and it's just like it's <laughs> so old, long. Long
2: thing. <laughs> you're scrolling, so and you're long. like, this is a book. This is a fully. <laughs> this is a chapter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: okay that's so yeah definitely definitely make sure you follow you don't want to miss out on any of those things that we just talked about which are definitely going to happen um let's get into resident evil i'm so excited uh really quickly directed by some might say the the video game movie director (laughs) paul paul ws anderson written and directed by paul ws anderson he he's Probably gonna come up again in future episodes. He did all six Resident Evil movies. He did a Mortal Kombat movie, and he of course did the uh, most recent Monster Hunter movie. This movie stars the Mila Jovovich. Is it Jovovich? I I I wouldn't know
2: it. I think it's Jovovich. I've said it. I've
0: said it both ways. Like I I feel like I just interchange them sometimes. Of course, Michelle Rodriguez, Eric Mobius, Martin <laughs> Cruz, James Purefoy, Colin Salmon, and Pascal Alierdi. I like how it's, of course, Michelle Rodriguez. Of course, Michelle Rodriguez. She's in yeah. every movie that looks like this. <laughs> every movie that has this tone, color yeah. scheme uh just all of that that's a michelle rodriguez movie
1: right if it's not about family it's about zombies i think yeah 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 <laughs> it's either about movies <laughs> it's either
0: about <laughs> zombies or family
1: There really <laughs>
2: was a 15 year period where you couldn't go into a movie like this without vin diesel or michelle rodriguez and now <laughs> the fast and furious franchise has really just found its like foot right in the door there like i just wow what a conversion
0: yeah, I'm really also glad this is the second uh, dropped frames episode where we brought up Fast and the
1: Furious. <laughs> oh, do we have a Fast and the Furious count? I, just, I didn't realize that's
0: two. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, any any general thoughts on the cast? Other than it's Michelle Rodriguez, uh, it's it's Mila Jovovich doing their thing.
2: Uh, yeah, that's no, like my main thought. It's just like wow what what a nice platform to show off two incredibly like cool people particularly for that time mm-hmm. like yeah i think that's just that's 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 the best cast or best comment i have for the cast is like this is this is great <laughs> I, I look looked forward to going back to this movie because like they kicked ass and that's that's at least something positive yeah yeah
1: chris any thoughts yeah no they're those two specifically were great characters i think everyone else is kind of forgettable uh, but Mila Jovovich and Michelle Rodriguez were were fantastic, and I don't I'm not sure if they got married after this movie or before. But I think Paul W S Anderson is married to Mila Jovovich. He is, yes. I, I, yeah. And I had that
0: same question. I didn't actually look it up and know for sure.
1: Look for that in the
0: uh, in the show notes after uh, one of our fun <laughs> facts that we include in the description. <laughs> there you go. Um, so I'm going to come out and say it here. This movie is completely undeserving. Of it's it's not the shit show that it is made out to be, not at all. I I really enjoyed my time with it.
1: I I hundred percent. So actually, I was gonna say that um, I I don't know why I was so harsh on on movies. Imagine just like this little child being harsh on movies that have a um an originating source like a video game or a comic book and just being extremely harsh on them because apparently that's what I was. But as an adult now. Watching this movie, I was like, hey, this movie's not bad. Like they they have some nods to the game. There's an obvious thread of uh the Resident Evil series and um and the Umbrella core, which is in its own right a character in this in this movie, um throughout this whole first film. And I was watching and I was like, hey, this is this is a fun ride. I enjoyed yeah. it.
0: I think there was also I think like cuz you see the shift in how you know comic book movies start to get treated where they're kind of they they become more the dark and gritty how are we gonna like dark night everything mm. and and mm-hmm. do that right and then now we're kind of shifting back to like what if these are just fun and like and kind of weird and now mm-hmm. when we look back on these ones that were like that we're like oh maybe maybe that was the play you know That's kind of that was kind of my thinking on it. I
2: think that part of what makes this movie uh, stand out kind of more positively than I thought it would on a rewatch is that you can kind of tell that there was no pressure to make this thing into a like linchpin for the Resident Evil franchise. This was just a studio taking a chance on this property and, and, and kind of just throwing it out there to see if it would stick. And I like that that it doesn't feel like a a turning point in the history of video game films or whatever it just it it just happened to find success and that was it like it was maybe not super critically well received but like all of the fans at least at the time were like yeah this was fine this was a good video game movie
0: yeah and you know did well enough to spawn 5 sequels <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> maybe a few too many there. Um, we'll get into it, but of course they they do kind of set up that we are going somewhere with this. Um, it, it's kind of a little open ended, but you can kind of assume that we're we're going to be going into at least one sequel here. Um, but we did get six of these movies, um, and I'm sure down the line of doing this podcast, we'll see uh, kind of the the half life of quality uh, on those. But with this movie in particular, yeah, everyone talks about this movie. This is, I feel like, the video game movie that is brought up as like, oh, video game movies, remember Resident Evil, how how poor, poorly that usually goes. But this was just fun. There's, like, great action. There's these great lines. You quoted some of them here. I can't wait to get into, Chris. Um, Michelle Rodriguez is just, <laughs> her character is just, like, so, unintentionally funny, seemingly, but also, like, just... I feel like it's on some level, it's like, yeah, with this, we're gonna just play up, ham this up, how ridiculous this is. And I just... I had a great time with it. I was watching it pleasantly
1: surprised with how yeah. much I enjoyed it. I, I... yeah, 100% agree with that. I think it also benefits... Um, now that I'm enjoying it now, I think it benefits from the idea of uh, Resident Evil being a little wonky, a little crazy, because now we have mm-hmm. the luxury of seeing um, eight great, eight games of varying degrees from good to, you know, amazing. But the common thread of it being a kind of a weird zombie franchise and yeah. Resident Evil, the first one, was yeah. a kind of weird zombie movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, to even to take from Resident Evil 1 where capcom very much was trying to replicate it's it's weird because you kind of go back and forth where their first resident evil movie was trying to replicate like action hero cop films uh, in the the u.s with the game in -hmm. their tone they even got like live action actors and stuff like that um And then now to swing it back to let's make a film of the game that is replicating that tone of the movies. it's I don't know. I just I just think it works.
2: I might be wrong, but I think there had been a couple of ideas for the script for this movie or, you know, before it became exactly this film, there were some other ideas to to try to get it through into production. I think even like George A. Romero had a script at one point. Uh, I don't know if it was completed or if you know how far into the process that it got. Uh, but I do think that as maybe as well criticized as he is now paul w s Anderson coming into this film just being like let's let's go in and write the zombie movie and it doesn't have to connect into the world. We'll put it you know probably just before the first game and it can be loosely connected, but let's not you know, bog ourselves down with worrying about Canon and how inc- having to fit these characters in. I think as part of why this franchise got so successful and part of why this movie lands as well, is that like you kind of just take whoever you want and throw them into this weird uh, attempt at a zombie movie. And, like you were saying, with like the sort of ambiguous ending, like you kind of just had freedom to to push them in whatever direction felt fun for the story. And I think that plays out. Pretty well in this movie. It's not something that I thought I would come back to and appreciate, but it definitely is one of the things that stuck with me after watching it again.
0: Absolutely. all right getting into this movie, um, I was very confused. There and there are definitely some sloppy parts of this movie. One (laughs) of them being the very literally the first thing that happens, where it's like we're opening up, where you get just this person working on this virus, and like you get that this is like this very high security like lab and then there's this person who's just like putting some stuff in a suitcase and then they just throw the virus and they're like and now this place is infected just starting it on purpose and you're kind of you're left with the question of like what was that all about but ultimately it's i I think a very very strange opening
1: um (laughs) what did you guys think of that i i that part in particular was questionable that was like Okay, this is how they're gonna get the ball rolling. I don't know about yeah. this, but but I did like the opening of um them kind of showing off what Umbrella is and essentially what Hive is underneath the city. But I I I, I kinned Umbrella to like a Walmart or an Amazon, and it was all, it became all too real. <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Watching it because they're like they they have their hand in everything, and yeah. now they're getting their hand in um outs- bio products and stuff. It's like oh. The one company to rule them all is that we're getting too close to home now. Yeah. But i i i did like i did like that um, opening of of you know them showing off the the hive. But yeah, that that part where the the guy snuck in and got the stuff and tossed the t iris. So I was like, okay, well, I guess we have to start somewhere.
0: <laughs> but he works there, didn't they? Didn't he?
1: Do did we get a close? Okay, I, this is one of my questions for you guys. Do yeah. we get? A we can jump around group? here. We are
0: yeah, uh, yeah. We're, he. I think, and I was confused watching that, the two of them were married. He's married to Mila Jovovich character. They're married. It was—the reason for their marriage was a work thing. They were, like, part of—they're part of Umbrella. They both work for Umbrella. But yeah. he actually loved her and knew that she was trying to take down Umbrella from the inside— and so him trying to get her to love him was to set the T-virus off in the underground lab to basically take down Umbrella for her.
1: Okay. That was I'm my read. I didn't know what to read. So that there you go. <laughs>
0: and, and I don't blame you.
1: It's not super clear. <laughs> <laughs> even, even, you know, uh, so in the beginning, we were introduced to three characters with supposed amnesia. Yeah, they lose character. their memory somehow. <laughs> vila jovich um the other guy that we come to learn is i guess her fake husband and then the other guy uh, which is um i guess he's not part of umbrella but i I kid you not i was like is there two guys or is there one guy because i don't think i saw them in the same shot until we were like maybe floor two of the hive it's like the
0: loosest love triangle
1: (laughs) yeah
2: I love that idea of trying to like do the um, the red tape like suspect connection board, and it's just a love triangle if you're trying to figure out how it all works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like A Venn diagram of which of these three are actually in love with each other, <laughs> and none
0: movie... of them have none of them have their memories. And as they regain their memories, they will learn who they are actually in love with. Right. Right. And
2: if you uh, it turns out if you watch the movie backwards, it actually provides all the answers. Oh, <laughs> I haven't
1: tried that. I have to do that. I'm gonna go grab a, like a VHS of it and just like rewind, rewind it while it's playing on the. <laughs>
2: it's like when people would play um, our records backwards to try to hear like secret messages <laughs> in
0: them. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. So so some things definitely very unclear. There are certainly as as much as I enjoyed this movie, certainly not free of criticism because there was. It, it, a lot of things that just did not make sense um so, especially with regards to how quickly some of these characters um turn and why it, that affects some characters different than others michelle rodriguez is bitten and then lasts <laughs> basically the entire movie uh, <laughs> well well some others don't but we do get a lot of like zombie tropes in this like the right. they don't know what it is um one guy's like, "Don't oh oh, they don't let me become turn into one of those things." That line, um, and just so so many other great ones. They they pull f- straight from the zombie book on this one.
1: Yeah, in terms of in terms of the the turning, yeah. But I I had a note. I was taking notes while I was watching the movie. Um, I was looking for the first zombie because I remember I remember distinctly watching this movie a while back. There not being enough zombies in the first half of the movie. I got to 39 minutes in where we found our first zombie. And I was like, dang, that is, that is a deep like storyboard <laughs> mapping of just putting our background down before we can actually get to fighting zombies. And then from there, it's just all kinds of different types of zombies. But, and it was great. But it took a while for us to get there.
2: Yeah, I kind of like that it takes its time to get you to that point. Like the entire time, it feels like there's this threat of the virus and being a zombie, and like clearly something is like really wrong at the heart of yeah this mystery that we're presented. But for it to be like nearly halfway through the movie before we see a zombie is (laughs) actually kind of insane.
0: (laughs) You'd think with them taking so much time, we would um, have a clearer picture of what's actually happening. Um, <laughs> for example, is was it explained that the T-virus was, because the T-virus was released where they are, and then everyone died from it. Was it ever explained that it is now not there,
1: and they cannot get it from just the air? Oh, I'm glad you said that, because I was thinking about this. <laughs> I don't think, and Alec, you could tell me I'm wrong or not, but I don't know if they died from the T virus. I think the Red Queen killed them in various ways.
2: Yeah, I think that's and, what it is.
1: Yeah, and the T virus <laughs> it, it keeps them alive. Like it brings them back
2: alive. <laughs> yeah, there's something about the T virus that like it's their only option to survive whenever Correct. the rest is done
1: right there and they they survive by their primal instincts or whatever that's what the red queen was saying
0: okay so then i have a huge motivation
2: question for the red queen why <laughs> kill them well josh um... <laughs> thank you so much i'm so <laughs> glad, glad you know glad you asked. um i can't believe someone has finally asked me this question that i've spent years researching oh, okay. I <laughs> finally it's your time um there's like five more movies and i hope it gets answered <laughs> in one of those <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, again, super certain of anything that happened in this movie, other than I had a really good time. That's, yeah, that's basically my thought, too. I was like, what else do you need? Like, <laughs> all I know is that I liked it. Did I understand anything? No. Was there a laser grid? Yes. Okay, we
0: have to talk about <laughs> we have
1: to. We have to. That might be one of the most iconic scenes to come out of this movie, right? I mean, I feel it's, like it's, it's been... included in every Resident Evil game since then. <laughs> right. Right. So the scene that Josh mentioned was uh, and Alec mentioned was um, they're almost to the Red Queen. We don't know that yet, but they're almost there. But they get trapped in this tight hallway, three of them. And then there are mirrors, I guess, on both sides or lights on both sides with the cl- doors closed on each end. And then lasers cut through at least one first. And then, you know, they're jumping, doing gymnastics to try to dodge it. And the third iteration comes through. One more guy left alive. He thinks he can juke it. And then the iconic scene of one laser splitting into like a crisscross thing where you can't escape. And just like, all right, well, that's it. He's getting diced. He's getting diced. And I guess... The classic classic um, infiltration team needs one like nervous hacker guy, mm. and I guess nervous hacker guy is able to shut it off, but not in enough time. To yeah, save, after they uh, literally all of them die. Right. Okay. Right. So,
0: so here's my big question about the about the laser scene. There, the laser divides into little tiny squares, and goes through the entire hallway. Mm-hmm. Leaving all of the bodies on the ground, still almost completely intact, other than their initial slicing, and the briefcase that was in there completely intact. Duh! It should. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's that's my fault. <laughs> I should have known that. That's how that
2: works. <laughs> Yeah, I have to say, I'm a little concerned about how they produce, like, heatless lasers that just kind of slice instead of incinerate or whatever. Like, I just, I have to imagine that to produce something with that much energy, like, more more has to happen, right? Like, there might be some kind of fire. Something would catch. Through, you'd get diced, like, nothing, it would particular with that amount of laser that you get by the end. Like I feel like that should have been way more dramatic. It's it's a it's
0: a <laughs> the it's a fun scene. I, I am left with the question of how the briefcase at the very least didn't get
1: diced. <laughs> in yeah. the we'll, room. We'll probably have to dissect what this briefcase is made out of and perhaps mm-hmm. arm Mila Jovovich with it for the rest of the series. I mean I
0: mean you would think that they would have put that together like wait, we should be using this. This is very
1: strong material. <laughs> hey, somebody pick S- that up. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't leave that. We need that. The movie thus far has been somewhat believable Is silly, but the the plot made sense. It's and tame. I was I wasn't frustrated with anything. But the second that, you know, the lasers happened, the doors opened back up where they made the decision Hey, we now have to go through again. Yeah, I was like, "Did you? Do we? Do we not just see?" I mean, they're the nervous about it, right? I mean, yeah, but they still do it. It's like, all right, well, there's no alternative. I don't know. I would think about it just a little longer.
0: Yeah, I that part I didn't think about as much, but yeah, I, I don't think I would do it. I'd just be like, well, <laughs> either I get rescued down here or I starve to death. Right. Yeah, and then so shortly after this, uh, Michelle Rodriguez gets bitten our first biting and that's a (laughs) you said you said here chris that she says three times (laughs) uh, she was crazed she bit me
1: (laughs) so a precursor bev likes this movie. bev my significant other she likes this movie she doesn't remember everything about it but for some reason she remembered this line she was crazy she bit me and she was saying it throughout like the first half of the movie and i was like i, I don't think this happens it hasn't happened yet she hasn't said it and then eventually <laughs> Rodriguez says it but she says it like three times mm-hmm. like like the same exact line and i'm like oh maybe that's why you remember it she just keeps saying it well she it had to justify uh, shooting her shooting the right the zombie right. She had to let the audience know that one, she was crazed. Yeah. And that two, too. <laughs> she bit me.
0: <laughs> and th- those are the, uh, that's the criteria. If if, th- if you check <laughs> both of those boxes, then the, then you have to do something about it.
1: They gave her, they gave, her, I don't know. I would be very intrigued to know what lines they gave Michelle Riguez, if she ran with it or if she just ma- mad libbed it. But um, I said mad lib, but I went with ad lib. Mm-hmm. Um, she, the the other one I I had noted here what didn't happen what well, happened a little bit after but I get one of the other soldiers shot up the zombies and he was like they're still standing like I shot him five times they're still standing and then Michelle Rodriguez I guess like just rips through them with her little Uzi shorty or whatever it is yeah and she goes bitch isn't standing now <laughs> and I was like I think I need a break. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah i think you do feel the essence and I, I, don't, I don't want to go too far ahead of us or anything but like throughout the entire franchise you do feel those moments of like oh they really wanted that moment to land like they really wanted that to be like the the iconic scene for this character and oh oh it just it missed you could just <laughs> I you could just see uh,
0: uh paul ws anderson like writing in a notebook while he's writing this scene and then he writes that line and he's just like smiling and nodding
1: (laughs) he's got like a hot cup of coffee well maybe like room temp because it's been there for a little bit next to his notepad it's like yeah that's it that's that's gonna be in the trailer too
0: mila come look at this come look at
2: this The idea that like these scripts get reread and rewritten like 30, 40 times, like and that was the line that they were like, yes.
0: Keep that.
2: Hell yeah. <laughs> that. And then on the day of, you see that take and you're like, oh, so
0: good. Yeah. So good. <laughs>
2: oh my god.
0: Michelle Rodriguez like, how is that? And he's just like thumbs giving her the thumbs up and then the nod.
2: <laughs> Full on crying. <laughs> Oh, man.
0: that's the one going on a uh on a bootleg t- shirt with her with her picture on it down the line.
2: <laughs> it's just like a terrible t-shirt like you wash it once and it's already just completely Killing just destroyed yeah.
1: <laughs> it's in uh it's in one of those clearance piles at hot topic, just like piled in there
2: that's sad <laughs> the sad <laughs> clearance pile the shirts that they basically which is what to give away. It's like no, let's, please stop! Please stop. <laughs> please stop!
0: All right, let's talk about the um, a series staple dogs because wow. there's a a great pack of dogs scene.
1: I totally thought you were gonna say zombies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the, one of the one of the 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 smaller staples of the series zombies. Uh, no it's zombie dogs. dogs. I mean, they are zombies. They're just right. also dogs great zombie dog scene um, where she gets attacked by a bunch of dogs and um, is she the whole pack she has the gun for right right and she's right. just like headshotting all of them <laughs> And of course, right
1: she i had in my notes that this it was just a convenient time for a memory of hers to, of, of you know her shooting skills come yeah. back to her right at this moment to she be has a to. lot of convenient flashbacks yeah, yeah. um Definitely, definitely one of the more convenient flashbacks. Yeah, she she unloads on all the dogs. There was a lot of dogs. There might be what-
2: more dogs than zombies in this movie, possibly, <laughs> right? And
1: be. and like they're like all purebred like Dobermans. I was I don't know. I I had some questions about why those dogs are down there in the first place, but that
2: wait, I mean, yeah, I didn't even think to question that. Why are there dogs down there? <laughs> I think maybe they were trying to set up, like, a sick-ass obstacle course before uh, the Red Queen just, like, completely blows out the entire facility or whatever. They were just like, you know, if somebody was to ever come down here, we should have dogs. Yeah, just
0: for fun. (laughs) Be a fun thing to have in the lab.
2: There's already so many nightmare things going on down there that, like, hellhounds are probably, like, a C-tier worry in that facility. (laughs)
0: Well, yeah, you're literally breeding, like, this, the, well, they're called the liquor in, um, mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. games, and, uh, so, yeah, I guess it's, having some scary dogs, not that bad.
2: They're, like, good for morale, they're like, God, it has been a hard day's work of corrupting all these people. That's all right, right let's go with the dogs. dogs. <laughs> I, so.
1: I, I can't help but keep picturing, um, Paul W.S. Anderson. Calling over <laughs> <laughs> it's a meal, Jewish. What do you think of this, the dogs? Just be honest with me. We got nine or ten Dobermans, purebred, in cages. Is that too? Is You're that too few? On set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The question is even about like the, if the content is good. It's something obscure. Like, what do you think
2: about that number?
1: Is that should the there right be number? more? <laughs>
2: I feel like it's Everyone on the set is just horrified by these <laughs> massive dogs. And he's like, I just keep feeling like we should have more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not enough. I need more. More dogs.
1: <laughs> the dog guy is like, I only have eight. Like, what are you gonna get out of it?
0: <laughs> oh my god. And then um yeah, I we have to talk about also the reveal of the of the of the liquor. Um with regards to its uh, CG, the the most two thousand two ass CG I have ever seen. Uh, I was like, oh yeah, this is a two thousand two movie for sure. Upon seeing it, just like the 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 way it just doesn't fit into yeah. the movie, so it's it almost nostalgic for me to see how
1: not great it looks. But at, at the point where the liquor pops out of his cage, and we get our first good leg look at him becomes it w- I now forget when this movie was made like I I can't tell you how far back now this <laughs> how far back this movie was actually made judging how bad the cg was was on on the liquor which is weird because then I got to thinking They must have used some sort of technology for the dogs. Like, I think those are actually dogs and maybe they dressed them up in like a green, green screen, like coating or something and just had the dogs do their thing and made them look like zombies with CG, you know, because they looked way better than the liquor.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't know. Maybe it's just that it was like the full thing and it's just like a i guess a complex looking creature very non-human creature but yeah it just yeah, looked looked really not, not, not good
2: i think there's also something to be said like when you're you're talking about like non-humanoid creatures but but the dogs it's kind of easy to understand when you're making adjustments like what a dog should look like even if you yeah. need to bulk them up or add some like spooky features or whatever, like, it's not that hard to keep the core concept of what the dog should look like when creating this like nightmare you know thing of horrors. Mm-hmm. And it's probably a little harder to be like, yeah, probably it should have a uh, bulk on its arms and right. <laughs> <laughs> strangely around its body and a right. long head or whatever, you know, however you want it to look. So I think there is something to, to, rest your hat on when you're like, okay, we can do dogs. Dogs are easy enough. <laughs> but I I think when you talk about this era in film, you have to remember, like, this is only a year after um, The Mummy Returns and the horrible Scorpion King that was in that movie. <laughs> That's true. So I, I think the... any step up from there, probably not <laughs> the end of the world. <laughs> like you, As long as you're not the Scorpion King, <laughs> like... I think you cleared the bar. <laughs> I I
1: really I think I forgot what the liquor was going to look like when he popped up because before we saw him, we got glimpses of like this dark room with tubes like feeding a brain, I guess. His brain. Yeah. And I think that was actually like I could be wrong, but it looked like proper um prop usage. Like they actually built it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because because when the liquor eventually came out i was like oh I, that's i don't know why but that's not what i expected
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like i think they probably did have like a stationary practical set to film yeah. some of that stuff and then when it came time for the action they were like there's we can't build that that's just not going to happen yeah <laughs> so let's put a bunch of veins on a pack of prepackaged hamburger and uh, let's see what happens right. <laughs> <Pretty packaged tamper. laughs>
1: I think I don't think Paul W.S. Anderson called over Mila for this one I think he, he <laughs> just went
2: with it he just buried his head in the sand on this one
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah you
0: can tell the scenes where he got her input and where he just went rogue with it <laughs> Oh man. I okay. love this
2: idea that all the good parts of this movie were directly inspired by the <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: the muse yeah. if you will yeah um, OK, so one more thing I want to talk about, uh, which is kind of the reason why I think it's like this is the big tease. This is the biggest tease, I think, for a sequel is that you got to get him to I need this guy in Project Nemesis or whatever it is, or the Nemesis program is what he says um, when this guy got what do you get? He got bitten by the. Well, it
1: evolves into a hunter, right? The, the Yeah, he got he got scratched. And yeah, his his scratch was his scratch rash was getting itchy or whatever <laughs> it was, he was getting itchy, yeah <laughs> and then they send him to
0: the nemesis program and that's i guess he's gonna maybe become become nemesis in the, in the next movie i gotta be honest that makes me excited to watch the next movie
1: yeah no it, it for me too i was actually looking over the titles because once you watch something on uh, amazon is where i watched it it kind of shows you you know what to watch next and then it was it was showing all the movies just out of order. And I was trying to piece together what the order was, because like you said in the beginning, there's a lot of movies. But yeah, it, that also got me thinking, not only was I excited that Nemesis would be the next one, but it got me thinking, like, did how, how confident were they when this movie came out or before this movie came out that they were like. We're getting a sequel. Like this this is for sure. I so think
0: they kinda about... left it a little ambiguous at the end. Like it kind of could have gone either way, but they were definitely throwing some hints out for sure.
2: Right. Right, right, right. So they were probably like twenty-five percent confident until Milyovovich was like, No, we're getting a sequel.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is <laughs> which was a, a piece that he wrote into the script and then he said, Hey, could you come look at this? And it just says, <laughs> Is there gonna be a sequel? And then she said yes. <laughs>
2: He was like, so I have this idea for a shotgun thing. Uh what do you think? <laughs> um, she just dictates the script at the end. She's just telling him what to write down. He's like, God, she's so good at this. She, she should Why really am I eating the writer? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I did want to mention though, honorable mention to that to the last like maybe a few minutes of, of the movie where um you know she's been out cold for x number of days i guess and now the city is like a ghost town and she steps out into raccoon city and it it was a good tribute to the game because although it was a little brighter than i would like Mm -hmm. it's it it looks like what one and two were aiming for when you would go out into the
2: streets yeah absolutely it looks great
1: because she even goes into one of the cop cars and pulls out a shotgun and and yeah it was it was a cool shot
2: yeah. yeah, I really like the idea of that shot. I do think maybe it's a touch too, like, clear and bright. But mm-hmm. going forward to the next movie, I, that's part of the reason I am excited to go into it is, one, I haven't seen it in a long time. But two, I remember thinking when I first watched it, like, they really nailed the vibe of Raccoon City.
0: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it looks great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, definitely, I I'm just so... I was so surprised upon finishing this movie like wait that was like good like it was well, I mean we've talked a lot about why it's not technically good but it was at least so fun and like I none of it dragged it was exactly as long as it should have been um didn't didn't overstay its welcome at all um and as ridiculous as a lot of it was and I think it just played into it so well and just like i i one of one of the favorite ones of mine that we've watched so far not that we've watched a lot but i think it holds up with so with the other ones that we've watched um i don't know what what chris what were your final thoughts upon finishing
1: yeah sure i agree with everything you said i i think i mentioned it before i'm not sure if it was on the cast or you guys personally but i really enjoy when movies um are accidentally really fun on a not campy but on like a silly campy level yeah uh, i i hate i hated the era of like sharknado where they kind of purposely made movies like that but yeah. i feel like resident evil was going for something and it turned out to be more weird and fun and you wouldn't think a movie age would age well like that the cgi certainly didn't but um the sequences and the action and the overall arc of them capturing. um the spirit of Resident Evil really holds up. And I I enjoyed it a lot. Uh there were some things that I thought leaned too much into the and this was early two thousand very heavily early two thousands of um teenage boy fantasies with mm-hmm. with mila jovich and some of the shots. Um like why did they put her in a red dress? I was very yeah, confused. yeah. It's but, just um, there when she wakes up. Yeah, yeah. But they certainly uh retcon and fixed that in the later movies where she's more badass and more like an outlander, but um I enjoyed what they did. uh I remember being um a little let down by the fact that this is an original character. He wasn't really a Resident Evil character, and we didn't get any of the characters that we play as in the early Resident Evils. But again, oh, but we'll be getting fixed. that one soon. Absolutely, it's fixed later on, and then you grow an appreciation for Alice, I think, overall. But yeah, I, I thought this was a good start of the franchise, and it was much more fun than I remember.
2: Yeah. Alec, what are your final thoughts? I'll say that we did harp on a lot of what is maybe not the best about this movie, but none of that stops it from being very fun and enjoyable, despite right. the fact that it, it is filled with flaws. And you're absolutely right that in the visual aspect of it, they were really relying on Mila Jovanovic being incredibly attractive to sell some of the appeal of the movie. It seems like, which like, fair play i guess like she there's empirical evidence she's very attractive yeah it worked <laughs> but maybe let's lay off of that as this is supposed to be like survival horror or it at least in this in, in this universe of it it's like more action horror i suppose but none of that screams like kind of like yeah like you were saying like adolescent like catering or whatever like it didn't it didn't need that yeah and, um, and i do like that we we get less of that uh, as we move Farther into the franchise. But for this movie specifically, it has lots of faults. Not a lot of it makes sense. We're not even certain that we got the details right for this episode. Yeah. I mean, we all <laughs> literally just watched it this yeah. week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so Clearly, funny. it has some clarity issues, but that doesn't mean it's not fun. I wouldn't say that it's like a cinematic masterpiece by any means. But would I put this on again this weekend while I'm just like hanging out around the house? Absolutely. And I probably will, to be honest.
0: yeah as um it's funny to think back on it and think like the only real thought that i have thinking back is oh yeah that was really fun and not a single detail (laughs) about (laughs) because like wait maybe none of this was explained but (laughs) but that's part of i think the charm of it and something that i think the resident evil video game franchise leaned into a lot more um as those games even went on, like kind of the campy ridiculousness of it. They throw that in there along with how, how scary the games can be. But yeah, I had a really great time with this one. Thank you guys, of course, as usual for joining me. And thank you all for listening. Make sure you follow us on Twitter because that is where we are going to be um, announcing what our next movie is. Partially because I think that's a good idea and also partially because we haven't talked about it yet. So <laughs> I can't tell you what it is because I don't know. <laughs>
1: we're on the edge of our seats ourselves
0: yeah one day we'll even know <laughs> so that is a uh, dropped frame pod on twitter send us an email about that movie or about your nintendo cinematic universe thoughts to dropped at gmail.com i'm josh that's chris and alec thank you so much for joining us guys i'll see you next time
1: thanks bye